pornography is still just people acting in a job. There's so much consent. It's so corporate. There's so much that goes on behind the camera that you guys don't see. So if you are consuming pornography, thank you. Um, and <laughs> just don't overuse. This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we talk all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships to the adult industry itself, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sexy, Funny, Raw. I'm your host, Sylvia Sage, and joined in studio with me is the lovely Dr. Eddie. Welcome back, Dr. Eddie. Thank you. So today we are addressing a topic that I feel like is kind of like ravenous right now in like the social climate of like what people are talking about, and it is pornography, specifically how it affects men. Because I think men and women view, for one, sexuality wildly different. Definitely. And I think they consume porn wildly different. Definitely. And I will say, even as a porn actress, I definitely think that there are some people who take pornography to an unhealthy extreme. Sure. Wow, gosh, there's so much there's so much there to yeah. really pull apart. And so are mm -hmm. we talking about healthy behaviors with porn? Are we talking about the kinds of porn people are watching? Are we talking about how it can become an addiction and it could cause harm to people, yeah. right? And so these are all different kind of important avenues yeah, absolutely. that we should probably dive into. Let's address all of them. Let's try at least. Yeah. Okay. So obviously there is some healthy porn. And when I say healthy, I mean like inclusive, like we were talking about, oh, yeah. and or respectful towards women that are women-based pornography. Definitely. Because I think a big thing, when people think of pornography in a negative light, they are always thinking like, well, it's degrade, you know, degrading to women. Sure, abusive, of violent in some cases. Yeah. Uh, and so that's probably what we would say is not healthy porn and right. not ethically made, perhaps. But I even, even then, I will defend some of this pornography sure. because especially some of the, you know, more taboo stuff you see on like a kink.com or something like that, it's still very consensual. There is a consent list. These people have agreed to do what they're going to do in the movie and different strokes for different folks. I mean, I very specifically remember I was dating someone in the porn industry and I broke up with him after he showed me a porn that he had made and it was uh, him and I think it was like uh, six guys and one girl and all of the guys had on like either rabbit heads or bear heads. Like sure. you couldn't see their faces and it was basically like the photo that I saw was the girl just drowned in cum and all of them standing around her with these masks on. And I was looked at it and I was so disgusted. And I was like, I can't believe you did this to this poor girl. You know, and I was like, I, I don't want to be with somebody who thinks that this is okay. And so I ended it. And he was so bothered because he was like, she wrote the movie. He was like, this was her request. He was like, she wanted this done. We She put this together. She booked all of us. He was like, this was her fantasy. So I think sometimes when we're even looking at the stuff that may be considered degrading to me or to anybody else, it's not necessarily shot without consent or shot without morality because different people are into different things and some people like to go a little bit further sexually. I would definitely add that we don't see the consent component of porn yes. and so many people take it as whether that's reality or not. Yeah. And since we don't see the consent component, it's implied that it, there is no consent. Right. Right. So if 
you're around adult film stars, which I am often, yes. I know for a fact there's a lot of consent happening off screen. Yes, yes. Right? But we don't see that, and young men and people watching it absolutely don't see that. Oh, absolutely. So there's certainly a lot of stigma because what you're seeing on the monitor, mm -hmm. it can be aggressive or violent or any of those things. Right. But it was designed with consent yes. all along the way uh, for that to occur. The problem then becomes when that's all someone sees and there's yeah. no consent there and you're trying to translate that into your own life. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we get uh, like really uncomfortable yeah. uh, because the expectations for our real world sexual encounters are based on some of this stuff that people are of watching. Of course it is. And yeah. that's incredibly problematic of and it course. sets everybody up for failure. Yes, I agreed. Uh, and so I think that consent component there is tricky, but if you add the consent component into that scene, then yeah. the fantasy is gone. Of course. And so what could we do? We could probably educate people a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and the porn industry is not, that's not, it's not designed to educate its yes. audience. But if we educated people more as to how the porn industry works, works. Yes. then maybe people would maybe understand a little bit of the nuance, even though we live in a world where people don't want any nuance and people want black or white all the time. Yeah. And that's just not reality. Yeah. It would really ruin it for you guys if you could see the age of my stepsons, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> that, I'm always boggled by the stepson, step yeah. everything. Yeah. Or stepbrother, step everything is the weirdest thing to me. Yeah. Your fantasy would be out the window. If I'm you always wondering <laughs> if the people that wrote it, because I've had a stepbrother yeah. and a brother. Yeah. And I wonder if the people actually had brothers and stepbrothers and stuff because it's so far from reality you think it's just like uh only children who are just like oh, maybe I want a brother to fuck <laughs> it's really really weird if you come from a place of having siblings yeah uh yeah. and so it's very uncomfortable to watch yeah uh, i just always wonder that yeah. so next time you're on set can you ask i will have, like maybe we can do a little this? survey yeah <laughs> what is their background right well, yeah. do you have siblings are they yeah. like half siblings are they married by, by marriage like yeah. what is let's let's find out what the breakdown is yeah it's, it's it is a crazy obsession the it's, amount of stepmom yeah. stuff I still get requests to do all the time but I was having a conversation with Sherry DeVille and yeah. she had said that it's algorithms a lot of times so true so people watch it because that's what's there and then because people watch it that's what people want to make because that's true. what's driving it and so it becomes a feedback loop yeah and you know, she she knows so much about everything. I know. And she's so fun to talk to. Uh, and she always has really great data. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really great data. Yeah. Uh, and so I always wonder about those things myself. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know if it, you know, I don't know who the people who are writing my porns. I'm just acting in them. Sure. But yeah. Definitely ruin <laughs> some fantasies. There are porn companies that yeah. shoot exclusively geared towards the softer side of right. pornography, more geared towards women. You even brought up some sites that are just for like, uh, just queer use. There are some that are just queer use. There are some that are specifically designed for educational purposes yeah. to engage with your partner and learn. I love Which is what a lot of people idea. go to porn for, yeah. but that's not porn's intention, Yeah. right? No writer in the porn industry is saying, let's do how to's. Of course not. Of course not. But that's all that's typically out there. And that's where people go. And it creates this feedback loop of potential problems. Yeah. I had never heard of this site. So I am going to mention it. And it's Sex School. 
<laughs> and you said they distribute like educational they, well, they, pornography. It's, a, it's pornography, okay. but it's designed with education in mind. So you and your partner can do these fun things. Okay. Right. And so like expand on this. Cause I want to know like what exactly are they teaching? Like how to suck a dick? Are they teaching cunnilingus? Are no, they they're maybe teaching to be more accurate, how to play with the balls too. Okay. How to uh, check in with your partner to see if they like it how to okay. get in fun positions and try different things where you're not trying to recreate porn positions, which aren't realistic. No, as we of all course. Know, right. So they're not realistic because there's no camera and you're not open to the camera yes. in real life. Yeah. But being able to engage in reverse cowgirl uh, in a nice, fun educational way yeah. where you're not trying to recreate what we see in pornography, which isn't real. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. But I will say, so a company I've worked for, you also mentioned in here, and that is Lust Cinema. Yeah. And that is created by women, written by women, and obviously directed by women. And the women pick their scene partners. You kind of get to, like, it's very female-based. It's very much soft, sensual, a lot of kissing. They What they tell you is there's no rabbit fucking, you right. know, there's no pounding out. Right. Everything is super soft and super slow. You mean slow. women don't like a jackhammer? Right, I know. Three minutes, jackhammer, and you you're out the think, door. You would think otherwise, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, but it is very uh, female-based, and it is, it is focused on the female orgasm. And I would certainly want to add to that that a lot of porn on the flip side is designed for men where men are coming on yes. faces and all of yes. that stuff and women aren't really getting off in yeah. like no one's providing significant amounts of cunnilingus yes to make sure that a woman gets off and as we've discussed before for some women it's very difficult mm -hmm. so like the expectation like that incredible moaning is happening and you're barely touching your partner yeah. then you're disappointed in real life yes right because you're like oh my gosh i did this they did this and now this isn't working yeah right and that's the difference and it's a problem when we're going to porn for education of course because no matter what company you're working for it doesn't matter if they're female based if they're queer based or if they're straight based it's still a movie right. you know like it's still there's a production team we're right. all getting paid to show up and make this right. film for you uh, but again it's not an educational film yeah but where is it that we get in trouble with men especially i feel like younger men are sure. getting into more maybe issues concerning overuse of pornography. Sure. Well, I'd say that uh, the same way that masturbation becomes a coping mechanism yeah. for men or a way to relax for men or boys, right? Realistically, yeah. when we all start uh, and most men do masturbate and lots of women do masturbate as well, uh, it becomes a it can become a problem uh, if that's the only way that you can, right? And so that's one direction it could go yeah. where you're watching that and engaging in sex with a partner, but you're more interested in or it porn. needs to be there. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit further. And so there's all of those kinds of steps mm -hmm. uh, where the reality of having sex with a woman is not as satisfying as watching okay. pornography. It's interesting that you say that because that is like such a fine line um, I've been in the scenario with sure. a man where we are watching porn and it can be educational and you can watch it together and you can go, oh, let's try that. Definitely. And then there can be a point to where you're writing and he's like watching TV right. <laughs> as you're bouncing on his dick trying to imagine that you're somebody <laughs> else from the movie. 
So yeah, there is definitely a fine line of even watching pornography with your partner, I guess, you know. And and it, it probably can become worse as we're facing a pretty serious loneliness epidemic. Yeah. And people are moving away from dating. People are moving away from those things. Mm -hmm. And so the during COVID, they found that a lot of uh, porn spiked. So yes, more people did. were watching yeah. uh, adult films during it, great it for because me. Thank people you. were lonely. Uh, but that loneliness didn't go away and it yeah. solves short term, but it actually creates potential problems long term. Yeah. Right. The problem is a little bit deeper that most people are, are pretty lonely now. And yeah. guys in particular are suffering from a loneliness epidemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, guys have a hard time making friends as we get older. Uh, and so then our partner becomes our best friend and our only friend. And, mm. and that could be problematic because that's not yeah. healthy either. Right. And so trying to navigate all of those things. Porn is a reprieve. Porn gives you short term satisfaction. It certainly can relieve anxiety in the short term. So it does have those benefits. Yeah. Um, but then too much of anything is can be bad. bad. Yeah. And so too much of pornography is bad. Too much of masturbation could potentially be bad, even yeah. though we should all masturbate all the time. Yeah. Uh, not in public, though. My thing is, is, well, that's just that's my thought is like how many of these people are really just locking themselves away from society to go and masturbate instead of like coming out and actually meeting people and maybe gaining a sexual partner, you know? Well, I mean, there's probably lots of reasons why people are not engaging Right. So they go out, they have negative experience, mm -hmm. negative experiences. And then so they uh, retreat, retreat. And then it creates this feedback loop or cycle mm -hmm. where that is at least you're getting something. And actually mm -hmm. on the flip side or in that arena, that's how some uh, fans have really, really strong attachments. Yes. Which can be good, but can be bad and dangerous. Yes. Um, for with adult film stars and all mm -hmm. that stuff. And so there's really a fine balance on all of these things. And we yeah. have to be really careful with all of these steps. Uh, what I'd say is as a coping mechanism in the short term, there's nothing wrong with pornography. There's nothing wrong with masturbation or right. any of those things. But like if it becomes the need, then we're getting into areas where there could potentially be a problem and seeking help and talking to people. If you don't have mm. someone can be really, really difficult and not everyone has access. And yeah. so maybe we all need to be a little bit more sensitive and thoughtful with each other yeah. um, because everyone's just doing the best that they can and things are always shaky. Yeah. Uh, and if you can't, if you go out and you're constantly rejected, then staying home and jerking off to porn, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Where do you think puts you in an unhealthy level because I'm sure a lot of them will have that question if they're like I masturbate you know once a day or three times a day sure. when does it become too much when becomes an unhealthy I think the only way to answer that is if it becomes a problem where it's impacting parts of your life okay right and so in psychology that's definitely the approach uh it's not a problem unless it's a problem in your life somehow okay so if it's impacting your relationships like you don't want to have sex with your partner because mm. you jerked off six times today mm. that's a problem in your life potentially right yeah uh if it's doing if it's that and you're doing it at work or in parliament like that happened recently in england oh really right? so someone was watching pornography in like the whole thing. And so it became a huge deal. Like, I wonder who they were watching. That, I mean, that's what I want to know. We could probably find that on Google, but I don't know. Would love to um, know. And so if it's impacting a member of your parliament, 
I'm pretty sure that that's what it was, but don't quote me 100%. Wow. I'd say we'd have to Google that for that's sure. That's great. But I know that someone in a, a serious work environment yeah. was watching pornography when they shouldn't have been. Yeah. And so I would say that that's an impact that on your life. That is an impact. Right? So if you're yeah. not going to work or if it's impacting you or if you're doing it at work. Yeah. That's a fine line of like, one, you probably shouldn't be doing that. But two, like it's impacting other parts of your life. Yeah. Uh, what is it that's happening right now that needs that you need to do that for? Mm-hmm. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm certainly not in that arena either. Yeah. Um, and so I think those are conversations that need to be had, though, because that's certainly a way that we can see this as a problem. Yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street would beg to differ with you, though. Do you remember that movie where he said you have to just masturbate? He was like, you're going to need to take breaks at lunch and you're going to have to go rub one now and then come back and stay stay fresh. And that was an excellent example of old school toxic masculinity and this whole world of like what it meant to be a man in that environment. Yeah. And so I think men now are a little bit more thoughtful and sensitive when it comes to stuff like that, where Mm -hmm. that's not the kind of men most men want to be. And most women don't want those kind of men either. Right. And so that becomes a tricky area because that's its own universe. Yeah. Um, And I think let's stay away from jerking off at work. Fair. Unless, Unless your job is my job and then you have to masturbate exactly. at work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. But, and you did say if it becomes a problem and it is affecting your everyday to day life, yeah. try and like get some help with it. Who would you turn to? Who is the person you would go to? I think, think that's really challenging because it's not equal here. And if we're talking about the U.S., so mm-hmm. that is our example, it's not equal. Everybody doesn't have access to healthcare, right. medical or psychological, mental health, okay. like all of those variables. There are hotlines and free hotlines for Would you consider it, consider it mental health? I, I mean, I, I'd say it can be for okay. sure because it could be depression and anxiety that's leading to these behaviors. Okay. So I'm not qualified to figure that out. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be different for everybody. But if you are depressed or anxious, then maybe Mm -hmm. it's mental health. And so there are hotlines um, where you can call and maybe get some advice. The problem becomes that it's not equal here for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so we're speaking from a place of a little bit of privilege in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and with jobs and money and all of that stuff, but that's not everybody's experience in this country. And lots of people don't have any medical care. And even the thought of mental health conversations don't even come up when you're worried about paying rent. Right. And so it's a, I don't want to say a privilege to be able to even think about that stuff, but mm-hmm. in some cases it doesn't even enter the conversation Yeah, uh, because not everybody has access to someone to talk to. But don't you think that there's so much shame surrounding, especially sex? I mean, men shame women for it all the time, but I think even in their own right, I feel like I've heard from a lot of men that even after they masturbate, they feel some level of shame. Sure. From well, that. we also live in a country where if a boy, if a young boy is, is learning to masturbate, mm. that that's bad mm. because parents teach them that that's a bad behavior. So mm. right from the get go, we're teaching kids that that stuff is bad. Okay. Instead of saying, hey, this it's isn't healthy. something you do by the pool, mm-hmm. do it in private at home, like in your bedroom, have at it. Mm. But that's not a conversation that most parents are comfortable with. But yeah. that that steams a little deeper to the like the culture of repression, yeah, uh, which kind of networks out to all of these things. So mm-hmm. yes, young men have shame because they're constantly taught that all of those behaviors are bad, even though they're completely normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just 
when to do it, how it's okay. Mm-hmm. All of those things are kind of what, what we should be talking about, but that doesn't happen here. It does in other countries, in some other countries. Do you think that like people who have a sex addiction, do you think that pornography is any way related to these people's with their actual sex addiction as well? I mean, that's a really hard question to mm-hmm. answer. And I've personally never done research with sex addiction, even mm-hmm. though it's certainly... Uh, fits in my kind of profile yeah, area. And it's yeah. certainly something that I would be interested in studying uh, more down the road. Uh, but sexual addiction, there's this incredible movie with Michael Fassbender called Shame. Okay. Uh, and Vince, so, I've heard of this before. And it's, I thought it was an incredible film and Michael Fassbender really, really showed a, a variety of different levels okay. uh, of his sexual addiction oh, interesting. where you just have to get off and he's heterosexual and all of those things. I mean, we've had, we've all had one of those urges, right? Well, but, but it's a constant need okay. multiple times a day. Okay. That's a different level of addiction. Yeah. And so uh, he, in the film, and I'm a big fan of Michael Fassbender, but this film really blew me away because uh, in it, he couldn't get laid or for whatever reason, he did get laid and needed to get laid again and wow. would do it anywhere. Wow. An alley, whoever was willing, wow. right? The gender didn't even matter. And this is a heterosexual guy. And so that's a different level of addiction. Yeah. And so there's going to be different levels. Yeah. I don't know. Like porn didn't play a gigantic role mm-hmm. in his experience throughout the film. Uh, I would say that if you have sexual addiction, the chances of already being addicted to porn are probably mm-hmm. quite likely. Yeah. Uh, and so... Anything, too much of anything is going to be bad. Addiction is something really specific and is classified really specifically, right? Mm -hmm. And so what some people might think is a sexual addiction might not be. Mm -hmm. And so I would be hesitant to even use the word addiction unless it's like, unless it's something diagnosed uh, by a professional and stuff like that. You said something very important. You said too much of anything can be a bad thing. Well, I think that kind of like wraps this up as a whole because like pornography, as we all know, is saturated. There is so much of it all over the Internet and you can find everything from, you know, the very women based porn to just, you know, all out terror, you know, happening between individuals in a sexual arena. But there is just so much and it can be very overwhelming. So I think the healthy thing is to not go down rabbit holes, right? <laughs> you know, don't go through 19 pages of Pornhub, you know, masturbating on every page. But again... Uh, there's there's some literature, some academic literature that says if we taught something called porn literacy, yeah. that which means... And there's this is contentious, uh, but porn literacy means that you have an understanding of where our porn comes from, who's making it, the rules... Yes. Of engagement, yes, uh, but also how you can use it and how it becomes mm-hmm. bad, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is kind of a porn literacy. The problem and the contention, uh, some people feel that using porn literacy as like a a framework, yeah. uh, becomes problematic because there's a lot of very easy steps that you can take where anything can go awry and right. be bad. And so like, I'm hesitant to use porn literacy, but like. Like the more umbrella term of a porn literacy, like if we understood where it comes from and if we understood that consent is occurring, if we understood uh, that a lot of these uh, adult film stars are people, people, (laughs) wealthy, have (laughs) lives and partners. Yeah. Right. And this is a job and it's a fun job. Yes. But it's a job. Yeah. Uh, And so all of those things are are, are left out of those conversations. Yeah. Uh, And so it would be it would be 
good for guys to engage in those talks, but we don't live in a society where that's okay. Yeah. Right. Because it's stigmatized for you mm-hmm. as a female talent mm-hmm. uh, and an adult star and a famous person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also stigmatized for the people that watch you. Yeah. And so it's stigmatized across all of these different levels uh, because we don't feel comfortable talking about sex and nudity yeah. or any of those things. And so if it's natural for us to all be naked, maybe we should chill out. Yeah. Because, but we live in, also live in a society where breasts mean sex. Yes. Nudity means yeah. sex. Yeah. Where that's not the, that's certainly not the approach in a lot of other countries. Yeah. Right? It also where, means showering, uh, sleeping <laughs> for me. It's all know? sex if someone's nude. And those are questions of like women breastfeeding, yeah. where they don't want to see the breast and they don't want to see someone breastfeeding. But like, how is that sexual? That's not sexual. That's beautiful in a completely different way. Yeah. But some people can't see past, excuse me, some people. People can't see past breast equals sex. Yeah. Uh, and so I think all of those things are really, really dangerous. Um, but they all stem from the same thing that we don't talk about any of this stuff. Yeah. 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 I would say with that, wrapping it up as a whole with this episode is that pornography is still just people acting in a job. There's so much consent. It's so corporate. There's so much that goes on behind the camera that you guys don't see. So if you are consuming pornography, Thank you. Um, and <laughs> just don't overuse. You know, I think it's just like with anything else. You know, you can you know, can literally OD on water. You can drink too much water and die. So all of the things that can be extremely healthy for you can also be very toxic when using them in the wrong way. Someone just fainted recently because they, they drank too much water in a day. Really? So, like their electrolytes and their, like the sodium content was all down. It was here in L.A. somewhere. But... Too much water and they fainted uh, because too much water is actually really bad for you. Right. That's what I'm saying. Too much of anything can be a bad thing. All right. I think that's it for this episode, Dr. Eddie. Fantastic. All right, you guys. Well, until next time, if you like what you saw, of course, hit click and subscribe. And until next time, adios, guys. See you next time.